Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. All right. Well, this morning, I started a uh, kind of morning, evening series. Uh, It's just how I have to preach at the moment. There was a day back in the day where I'd preach a four, five-week, six-week series. They were fun days. Uh, now I have to do AM, PM because I've got to go to other locations now. But you never know. You may just see me all of December and all of January. Don't tell anyone that. So might might do a Christmas series, which would be wonderful. <laughs> this morning, I preached a message called The Authority of Peace. Who, who was here this morning? Can I have... A hand wave. And tonight we're going to continue with that, the authority of peace. I'd like to, if okay, to just do a a mini recap. And this morning, uh, there's a lot that I could speak about, but I just wanted to pull out just one or two kind of little bitties. And that is John chapter 16, verse 33 was our, our scripture. And it said, Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, come on, in Jesus, there's a promise for God's people, in me, you may have peace. In the world, so the contrast is, in me, you have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Some of your translations say troubles. Some say trials and sorrows. But in Jesus, we have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, be of good cheer, take courage. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. This morning, the context of that verse was a discourse where Jesus was speaking to his disciples about his imminent death, his resurrection and his ascension. And the disciples could not comprehend. We spoke about comprehension. We said that the longer you journey in life, and in your walk with God, there will be things that you will not comprehend. You will never get an answer to everything. But the peace that comes from God, there's a peace that transcends all understanding. And the Bible says it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so this peace tonight, there is a peace because We long for clarity. We have been conditioned to comprehend. And comprehension is a good thing. The Bible speaks about understanding. But sometimes there are times where you have to trust Him. And God's promise to you is, I won't give you the answer, but what I will give to you is peace. And we long for divine clarity. And the promise of peace is not predicated on the understanding or on understanding. You don't need to understand in order to have peace. Peace surpasses understanding. And tonight, some of you want peace based on understanding, but that's not how the peace of God works. The peace of God surpasses, it transcends, it goes far beyond human thought. That is the peace of God. Never lower the peace of God to comprehension. The peace that comes from God is supernatural. It's divine. It comes from above. 
there's a tranquility, excuse me, and a calmness of spirit, of soul, of mind and body. That is the power of the peace that comes from God. We quoted Philip. This was all this morning, by the way. That's not. This is not tonight's sermon. Philippians chapter four, verse seven. We said, "And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, this peace, this peace that comes from God, is so incredible that the Bible says, watch this, it will guard. Come on, everyone, say the word guard. Uh, four people. Come on, say the word guard. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." The Greek word that's used there for the word guard describes a Roman garrison. A Roman garrison was made up of anywhere from 300 to 1,000 soldiers. Imagine 300 to 1,000 soldiers guarding you, protecting you. That's what the peace of God is like. It's like a Roman garrison of soldiers watching over you, guarding your heart guarding your emotions, not letting your emotions run wild and guarding your thought life. It will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get into God's Word tonight. And tonight, I wanna speak about three types of peace. I wanna speak about upwards peace. I wanna speak about backward peace. (laughs) And lastly, I want to preach a message, or preach the last point on present peace. Upward peace, backward peace, and thank you, present peace. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If you have Jesus tonight, God's promise to you, come on, I'm going to break something tonight. I feel I'm actually going to break something in the Spirit tonight. You have peace. Why? If you have Jesus, you have the Prince of Peace. Peace is so powerful that in Ephesians, the Gospel is actually referred to as the Gospel of Peace. The Holy Spirit, when He came, one of the things that Jesus said about the Spirit of God, He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Part of the role of the Holy Spirit is to promote the peace of God in your life. Part of the role of the Spirit of God is that you would experience His peace. The angels, when they came and they announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, what did they say? Glory to God in the highest. And one of the signs of His coming would be that there would be peace. By the way, there's 64 days until Christmas. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 16 says, watch this. Now may the Lord of peace Himself, watch this, give you peace. Here we go. This is a word for some of you. In every way. God wants to give you peace in your schoolwork. God wants to give you peace in your studies, in your university studies in your home life, in your bedroom, in the kitchen. God wants to give you peace. Come on, in every way. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy and? Come on, love, joy and? Peace. God 
through the Holy Spirit is wanting to promote peace in your life. Isaiah 26 verse 3, you will keep Him in perfect, come on, perfect, perfect. Come on, not lackadaisical, not half-hearted. You will keep Him in perfect peace. There is perfect peace that's available for the people of God whose mind is stayed on you. We have given into anxiety and we have given into stress way too much when we have God's peace. We have the Prince of Peace. We have the God of peace living on the inside of us. There is peace available for the people of God tonight. Upward peace. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? Peace with our God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The first, uh, or the premise I should say, the foundation of peace, first and foremost, is upward peace. So what do I mean by that? When I was a kid growing up uh, in South Africa, I was eight years of age when my family immigrated to Australia. Um, It's interesting if you've ever had the opportunity to travel uh, different nations, different cultures, uh, they have a certain emphasis. One of the things that when I grew up in South Africa as a little boy is there was a, a very strong knowledge of God. At the time I grew up in South Africa, we had, I was actually, my family was under the apartheid system. My birth certificate on my, uh, well, on my birth certificate <laughs> says coloured. And so uh, we were in our cultural group. That's the area that we had to live in. I went to a coloured school. The whole, uh, the whole demographic, the whole makeup of the society, I should say, was divided into these racial groups. So everybody in my classroom were coloureds. And in our coloured community, we had what was quite a a, a strong God element in the community. So I remember as a kid, if I went on the bus, someone would stand up on the bus and start preaching. Uh, I remember 10 crusades. There was this guy... I still remember his name. His name was Mr. Robinson. And he had a megaphone on the top of his car and he used to drive the streets of the coloured community and he used to preach from his little speaker and he used to just preach Jesus through this megaphone. And so as a child, I had an, an understanding of God. But my family, it, it was more just a religious connection as opposed to a real understanding of forgiveness and freedom in Jesus Christ. And in our coloured community, there was this saying that uh, was instilled in me as a child. And that was, if you tripped over or you hurt yourself, you banged your knee or you kind of, you know, hurt your fingers or something like that. In our coloured community, we had this saying, which was, God is punishing you. You must have done something wrong. And as a little boy, I remember that. It got instilled in me that if every time I hurt myself, if I bang my knee on something, playing sport or whatever it was, it's like God's punishing me for what I did yesterday. (laughs) 
and it was instilled in my understanding of God. It was amazing when I became a Christian at the age of 14 and really had a revelation of Jesus Christ and His love for me and forgiveness of sin, that that seed that was instilled in me as a child remained in my relationship with God. I remember as a 14-year-old journeying through my relationship with God that I thought that every time I did something wrong, or if I, you know, accidentally swore or whatever in year nine, that I was going to get punished from God because of what I did wrong. And I remember trying so hard as a 14-year-old not to swear, not to listen to rap music. I was writing a hip hop back then and just, just trying to kind of be righteous and trying to kind of just, you know, stay on track. Thank God for school chaplains. Because I went to my school chaplain one day and I said, I am giving up on Christianity. And the reason why is because I can't live good like everyone else. Every now and again, something not good comes out of my mouth. And I feel like I'm gonna go to hell every single day. And she wrote me this verse and she said, Brad, never ever forget this verse. She wrote it down on a piece of paper. And the Bible says, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. It changed me. It changed the way that I thought that God did not love me based on my actions. God did not love me based on whether I kind of, you know, was not as good as I should have been. I grew up in a non-Christian home, going to nightclubs, partying on was celebrated in my culture. And so God had to undo a whole bunch of things in me because I was the only person in my family I had an older brother and older sister that had become a Christian. I used to pull the blanket over my head. That's how I used to pray. So nobody could hear me in my family because my family was like, you're going a little bit weird on us here. And I held on to that Scripture. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. And every day in my life as a teenager, I held on to that. And what it developed in me, that my peace with God was not based on my performance. My peace with God was based on what Jesus has done for me. And Ephesians, yeah, come on, let's give God a hand of praise. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. You've been saved not because of what you do. You've been saved not because of your amazing actions or your good works or your ability to stay away from bad things or your ability to put a pin number on everything so you don't ever watch anything bad and now God is pleased with you. God is not pleased with you because of your actions. God is pleased with you because you have been saved by grace through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, watch this, it says, and not of yourselves. It's not of you. It's not of your, 
you today have upward peace. You have upward peace because of what Jesus Christ has done. You have upward peace. Watch this. What does the Bible say? Because it is a gift from God. This is a gift from God. This is a gift from God to you. That's why the gospel, the word gospel actually means good news. It's not because of what you've done or it's not because of what you should have done. You have upward peace with God because of Jesus Christ. And this is the mystery of it all. This is the mystery of salvation and the mystery is this. That is what God is trying to do is to get us to uh, fall in love, to have a sense of awe and wonder about His mercy. Because watch this, if you have no awe of His mercy, you'll never be amazed by Him. It's the mercy of God. It's the kindness of God. It's the love of God reaching out to you, drawing you to Himself. We have peace with God, having been justified by faith. We have peace with our God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for upward peace. Not only has He given to us upward peace, He's given to us backward peace. A lot of believers struggle with what has gone on in their past. The mistakes they made, the decisions, choices that you look back on and you feel guilty. I'm convinced that the ultimate trap, the number one trap of Satan is in this arena. Backward peace. He, he goes after our peace because of what happened over the years. And the Bible tells us that one of his names is that he is the accuser of the brethren. That is, he accuses you in your mind. He accuses you of what happened. He accuses you of wrong decisions. He accuses you of what's gone on in the past. And in the end, what it does is if you take on that accusation, is it actually stifles and limits and suffocates the life of God in your soul. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 again says, Therefore, having been justified by faith. Everyone say the word justified. Come on, you're doing so good. Say it again. Watch this. The Bible says, now I'm preaching to you tonight because I felt the strong in my spirit this afternoon. The Bible says that you have been justified. The best way to understand what the word justified actually means is simply this. If you were to take the word justified and you were to break it up, it would read like this. Therefore, having been just as if I'd. Let me say that again. Just as if I'd. Just what? Just as if I'd never sinned. That's what justification is. Justification is not your forgiveness. God's love and His power is so amazing. Justification is just as if I'd never sinned. That's backwards peace. Watch this. 
in the mind of God, you have no past. In the mind of God, it does not exist. Why? Just as if I'd never sinned. And too many of you are getting caught up in the trap of what went on when God himself does not even think about it. And in fact, stop mocking. And God himself is looking at your past and he, you know what he sees? Nothing. He sees righteousness. You're blameless. You're holy before God. Just as if I'd never sinned. Can you say amen? And some people still struggle. And I wanna say to you, if you still struggle with this, read 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. This is love. Now, remembering, you know, I kind of got to do a number of weddings over the years. And, you know, most people are like, can we read 1 Corinthians 13 at the wedding? You read 1 Corinthians 13, no problem. But you got to remember that 1 Corinthians 13, the context of it is in relation to spiritual gifts. They were using and, and abusing and misusing spiritual gifts. It's sandwiched in spiritual gifts. So Paul's like saying, love is kind, love is not rude, don't prophesy over each other, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's the context of it. But the actual definition of love is 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is a love that does not look at your past. You are today justified. You have no past. You have no sin. Watch this. The Bible tells us that the natural language of the devil is to lie. Your natural language is English. If I came to you and I said, hey, how you doing? You're not going to respond to me in Italian. You may, but I won't understand. Your, your natural dialogue with people in this room is English. Why? It's naturally, watch this, it naturally, it naturally comes out of you. The natural language of Satan is to lie. He lies about you, lies about your past, lies about who you are, lies about you. But God says you are justified. Watch this. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Today's the day you've got to let go of that stuff and you need to confess the way that God sees you. He sees you as justified, just as if I'd never. It's time to embrace peace with your past. Upward peace, backward peace. Now watch this. If you're still struggling, <laughs> And you're saying, help me, help me with my past. Been there. Ephesians chapter one, verse five says, God decided in advance to adopt us. Come on. Who's ever thought they were adopted? Did you ever go through that time in your head growing up as a child? I wonder if I'm adopted <laughs> and my parents have never told me. <laughs> well, the fact is you actually are. You are adopted. Watch this, you are adopted into his own family, bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and this gave him. Now, when we think of adoption, uh, you know, obviously there's a process, child comes into the family, 
etc. But when God speaks about adoption, it's different to the way that we think about adoption. When He uses the word adoption in the Bible, when a child was adopted into a family, there's three things that happen. Number one, all criminal charges against that person, if there was any, were erased. Number two, all debts were cancelled because there were times when a slave was actually adopted into that family. And number three, that person took on the family name. When God adopted you, when He brought you into His family, all charges against you were erased. And all debts, everything that you've... I've been watching SAS. Anyone been watching SAS lately? And there's the girl on there who spent years in the Colombian prison and they said this to her and I, and I caught it and I picked it up. She's, no, she's upset. She's in there. Did this. She was drug trafficking. They call her uh, Cocaine Cassie. That's it. That's her name. Cocaine Cassie. And the interviewer said this to her. She said, he said to her, do you feel like you paid your debt to society? She said, I've paid my debt to society. I spent all those years in jail. But here's the good news. Your debt that you owed, that we owed, has been taken upon Himself on the cross. Through You owe God nothing. Why? He gave you everything. He adopted you. He brought you to Himself. Your debt has been cancelled. And if you live life thinking that you owe God something, here's the problem. You'll never ever reach the heights of what is deserving of Him. If you owed me money, let's say you're like, oh, Pastor Brad, tough times. You know, I'm like, no, don't talk to me. Talk to Joey. He'll help you. All right, Joey, Joey, can, can, can you help me? And Joey's like, all right, I'll give you 10 grand. But, you know, in, in a couple of months, if you wouldn't mind paying it back, you know, blah, blah, blah. Joey, no problem. A deal is done. After three months, you owe something to Joey. You owe, you borrowed 10 grand. You owe him. That was the deal, right? Come on, someone. You see Joey at church three months and one week. He comes through that entrance. You're like in the back corner. Why? Because there's a shame attached to it. There's a, when you believe you owe God something for the rest of your life, you will never, ever be able to fulfil the debt that is required. It was Jesus Christ. It was Jesus who paid the debt. And we've taken on the family name. What is the family name? It's the name of our heavenly Father. It's Jesus Christ. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of the King. That is who you are. You have been accepted. There is recognition and there is total forgiveness. You sit with Him tonight at His table with His name. All criminal charges are raised. Your debt has been cancelled. There is no past anymore because of Jesus Christ. And the enemy is doing his best 
to remind you of those things that went on. Now watch this. The King of England, King Charles, the Queen, obviously passed away. He's in the car and, and someone pulls out in front. He's like, who is that person? He rolls down the window. He's like, ah, you know, from his back seat. Is royal blood still in him? Yes, it is. Royal blood is in his veins. Royal blood is in your veins because of Jesus Christ. And the devil has done his best to tell you that you cannot make peace with your past, yet you are a son, you are a daughter of the King. Royal blood is in your veins. The Bible says we are a royal priesthood. We have full access and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, when the priest, the high priest would, um, you know, there was the atoning sacrifice. It was an, an annual sacrifice. And, and the person, they would come to Jerusalem. So that's what Acts chapter 2. They said, come, we had so many different nations gathered in Acts chapter 2 when there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You brought your animal. So the priest would take the animal and he would place his hand on the animal and the animal took on the sins of the person. He did not place his hands on the person. He placed his hand on the sacrifice. There's a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. His name is Jesus. And every single sin, everything you've ever done wrong has been placed upon Him. He is the perfect Lamb of God, the Saviour of the world. Amen? You doing okay? Upward peace, backward peace. Some of you need that tonight. And last but not least, He gives us Present peace. Everyone say present peace. Who could do with some present peace? <laughs> present peace. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Watch this. And let the peace of God rule. Come on, everyone say the rule word. There it is, rule. Tell the person next to you. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, etc. The, the Greek word that's used there, the word rule, is in fact an athletic term. It, it literally is the word umpire. Who plays soccer? Anyone? Who plays basketball? Uh, who plays tennis? Few people. Who doesn't play sport? <laughs> when, when you compete, and you play, by the way, I've signed up to five-a-side soccer on Monday night, starting in two weeks' time. I'm praying for these hamstrings, man. Lord, help these hamstrings in Jesus' name. By Christmas, man, I'm going to be like, fit, man. <laughs> Let the, don't laugh that loud. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, ah, 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 ah. Who heard that? Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> ah, so good. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Let the peace of God, come on, what? Rule. Let it act as an umpire in your, in a tennis match. 
The umpire sits. He or she watches the game. In, out, time out, wait. The umpire is controlling. The umpire is the arbitrator. Now stay with me now. The peace of God is an umpire. It acts as an arbitrator in your life. In, out, time out, stop, pause. Don't go any, just wait there a second. I've got to do peace. Let the peace of God rule in your life, the Bible says. And when you sense that peace, do nothing to violate it. Take care of the peace of God. Now here's the problem. How many Christians have you heard say, I had a peace about it? <laughs> Hello? I had a peace, I had a peace about it. Yeah, I had a peace about it too. <laughs> and this is the problem is that the peace of God is subjective. And in fact, you can have a false refuge of peace. Watch this, Jonah chapter one. Do you, if you read Jonah chapter one, it's a false refuge of peace. He was in the boat asleep when the storm came. They had to wake him up. This brother was in deep sleep, man. He was running away from the will and the call of God, yet he had a measure of peace. Peace that comes from God, watch this, is never destructive of your discipleship. Because anyone can say, felt peace, yeah, felt, felt a peace from God, peace. But if it's from God, it's never destructive of your discipleship. You also know that it's a peace from God because you never give experience equal value to Scripture. What does the Word say? What does the Scripture say? What does the Word of God say about it? And we receive His peace. We pray, we surrender. But Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 actually gives us a clue to how you know if the peace is from God. Do you want to see it? Yeah, come on, you want to see it? The peace of God rule in your hearts. Let it act as an umpire to which you were also called in one body and be thankful. The peace that comes from God promotes praise. Where there is peace in the heart, there will be praise on the lips. Somebody cannot say, I've had felt peace and there's no praise towards God. Peace that from, comes from God always promotes praise to His Name. Upward peace, backward peace, and there is for you tonight present peace. Present Holy Spirit peace. I'll finish with this. On Tuesday, uh, we were setting up our, our Perth offices and so on and just getting ready. By the way, uh, Perth service starts on November 19th. So just setting up and, and I've got a couple of adversaries at the moment. You need to know, I shared with our Sunday morning congregation for the first time ever, I've been quoting that verse for a long time, for the first time I ever saw the plural. Uh, Paul said, a great and effective door has opened for me, but there are many adversaries, plural. I'm like, done. <laughs> some adversaries, some things going on. So I thought, I've got to go and pray. So I went into the office. I, I, I'm an early riser. Uh, got up 
4.30 or so, got myself to the office at about 5.36. I wanna pray. I wanna read my Bible. I wanna hear from God. I need peace. I mean, I was like, Rondai, Shondai, just, just speak to me, Lord. Have your way, Holy Spirit. I surrender to you, Jesus. After an hour, two, thereabouts, three hours, I came out of that time and I was like, peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A garrison was created around me, a Holy Spirit garrison with peace. There's peace for you tonight. Peace in Jesus. Peace, He loves you, He's for you. Upward peace, backward peace. There is present peace for the people of God. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me this afternoon. Some of you have succumbed to bad sleepies. Your, your sleep is just not good. The devil has robbed you. Oh, come on now, I'm gonna break something in the Spirit tonight. I said I was gonna do that earlier. Can we have the verse up on the screen, please? Watch this verse. Peace. The verse, the verse. Better put it up or else I'll start singing. <laughs> I will both Lie down in peace. God wants to break that spirit that keeps harassing your sleep. Watch what the Scripture says. The peace will cause me and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. Psalm 4 verse 8. The devil is robbing your peace and it's affecting your sleep. I break that tonight in Jesus' Name. I take authority over that. I rebuke it. I rebuke the spirit of anxiety. I reject it. It's not who you are. You have Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. He wants to enrich you. He wants to fill you tonight. He wants to set you free tonight. The Bible says, I will lie down in peace and sleep. Now, if you're having a double shot of coffee at 9 p.m., you know, well, you know, practical solutions for spiritual problems. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking to people tonight who's like, God, what's, I don't know what's going on. There is present peace. Present peace. Peace for your mind. Peace for your soul. Peace for your emotions. Peace in your body. There is peace that comes from Him tonight. I could have the musicians, that would be great. Perhaps tonight, the peace that I'm speaking about is somewhat strange to you because this is generally how, stay with me now, this is generally how the world will define peace and that is absence of conflict. The peace that comes from God, watch this, may not stop the conflict Great if it does. But what it does in the middle of the conflict is it gives you calmness of spirit, calmness of soul, calmness of mind, a tranquility, 
a Holy Spirit tranquility. Why? There's a garrison that's been built around you. A garrison, a Holy Spirit garrison. There are people that are here tonight. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal friend. The peace that I'm speaking to you about is foreign. Watch this. The first thing I spoke about was upward peace. Do you know that you're not here tonight? Watch this. Because you thought it was a good idea. Although it is. (laughs) You're here tonight because there is a God who controls the universe who's drawing you to Himself. And He's saying to you, upward peace. You can have peace. It is a gift from God. Being forgiven of your past, having a brand new start, choosing to follow Jesus, the Prince of Peace. This is what we're gonna do. In a moment, I'm gonna ask everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. The reason why is so that people can have a moment of privacy. When we do that, we're gonna pray. It's a simple prayer that invites Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to come into our lives, to change us, to forgive us, and to give us His peace. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? That would be great. In this moment of privacy, can everyone in the auditorium pray this prayer after me? For some of you, you're praying this for the first time or you did a long time ago and you're coming home. Let's say this together. Dear Jesus Christ, I believe in You. Come into my heart. Be my Saviour. I believe that You are the Son of God. I turn away from my past and I ask You for Your forgiveness. Fill my life with peace. I'm now set free from my past. I'm now a child of God. If you've never prayed that prayer before, or you did a long time ago, and you're coming home to God's love. Upward peace, backward peace, present peace. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to lift up your hand. The reason why, I wanna see you. I wanna pray for you. Once you've lifted up your hand, you can put it straight back down. There's a few of my trusted friends around the auditorium that are also helping me. Sometimes it's difficult to see everybody. Today's your day for peace. Are you ready? On the count of three, if you prayed that prayer for the first time you did a long time ago and you're coming home to God, lift it up nice and high. Here we go. One, two, three. God bless you. 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 Who else is there? Once you put your hand up and I've seen it, you can put it straight back down. God bless you. I see your hand as well. He is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Come on, be bold tonight. Be bold. Be bold. He loves you. He cares for you and He wants to fill you 
with His peace. Come on, anyone else? The Spirit of God, thank you. I see your hand, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Is there any? Come on, there's about five, six people that have raised their hand. I'd love the opportunity to pray for you tonight. He is the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus. Could I ask all of those who raised their hand to just do it one more time? The reason why, I don't wanna miss out on anyone. Can you lift it up again? So I can see you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Wonderful, so good. You can put your hands down. Church, are you ready to pray? Father, we thank You for those tonight who opened up their heart to You. Come on, this matters to people tonight. Come on, church, we've got to pray. Let's not switch off now. Thank You, Jesus, with a grateful heart. We thank You that the Word of God says, if any of us be in Christ, we are new creations. All things have passed away. All things have become new. We thank You, Lord, that the enemy has lost and Jesus is Lord. Thank You for forgiveness. Thank You for healing. Thank You for freedom. And thank You for Your peace over their lives. In Jesus' wonderful Name I pray. Amen, amen. Can we honour those who raise their hand with a great clap of encouragement? Come on, let's clap a little bit louder. Thank You. Thank You, Sam. So good. Come on, let's clap. It's so good when people give their heart to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. At the end of the service, those of you who raised your hand, come on, this is the best part of today. At the end of the service, someone's gonna come to you and this is what they're gonna give to you. What it is, it's a Bible. The Bible's called a New Beginnings Bible. The reason why is so you can read and as you read and as we help you to understand what you, what you are reading, I should say, in it is the most amazing, some of you are romantic, some of you are not. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm developing. <laughs> I'm a very focused brother. <laughs> but it is the most beautiful love story of broken humanity and Jesus coming and saying, I love you, I care for you, how can I help you? It is a beautiful book, it is the Word of God. Can we honour those just one more time who raised their hand? So good. I feel as though in the spirit, um, I'm actually battling some demons, if I were. Not, not me personally, but us tonight. The devil does not want you to hear this message on peace. He wants to keep you captive to anxiety. He wants to keep you captive to terrible sleeps. He wants to keep you captive to fretting and worrying. That is not your portion. You are a child of God. Peace is yours. So this is what we're gonna do. Pastor Karen is gonna lead us in some worship. And uh, I, I sense it so strong. Uh, you're stressed. Now, stress is normal, right? Stress, you can't just live a life that where there's no stress. Like, you got kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this has now actually gotten into your soul and it's gotten into your speech. 
That's what we're going to break tonight. There is a peace that comes from God. Amen. Can we worship the Lord? And if this message is spoken to you tonight, our pastoral team would love to stand with you. In fact, God's speaking to me. Not that I'm thinking of anyone, I promise you this. But the Lord just said there are pastors who also need to respond to this message. That's a good thing. Amen. Amen. Who loves it when their pastors respond to, to times of ministry? Because we're human beings too. I feel like responding to my own message if I was to be honest. I was like, Brad, can you please pray for me? I needed that tonight. <laughs> we have His peace. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, let's worship Jesus. He's amazing. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.